Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 150 years. He tips it to Mark McGee. McGee heads it to goal for Scotland. Of moments. And a goal for Scotland. Stored by Richard Goff. Like this. Scotland won. England nil. Scotland versus England. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge night of football as Scotland host England in a so-called friendly at Hamden. This fixture speaks for itself at the best of times, never mind this one marking the 150th anniversary of international football. And as if that's not enough, Scotland could actually qualify for the Euros if Norway draw with Georgia. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me on a massive night of football is Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna. Gordon Duncan. You weren't even born. Mark Wilson, you were 11 months old. I was still at the school. And Hugh Keevans was a young man cutting about town in a sleek perm and tinted glasses. I'm talking May 1985. The last time Scotland beat England at Hamden. The teams were so good. Paul McStay, Mo Johnson, Chris Wardle and Gary Lineker were on the bench. Richard Goff was the match winner. But tonight, Gordon, Scotland are ready to rewrite history. Would you bet against this Scotland team? Well, what an opening, yeah, Roger reciting a bit of history there and I would be hard pushed to call on that one I was going to say not in my lifetime have I seen it but obviously Roger's corrected me wasn't he conscious enough to remember it <laughs> right enough but I remember Scotland winning a, away at Wembley 1-0 and it's the only time I've seen us beating the English and on that night I wasn't very optimistic however tonight I am optimistic and I think Hamden will have 50,000 other Scottish fans the same boat as me. Our form has been terrific and within that, we've beat some of the big hitters along the way. I think you can class Norway and Spain and Denmark in there as big hitters. Now I think it's the biggest test. Even though it's a friendly, it gives us a great gauge of where we are uh, in world football at this time. Come on then, 01419511025. Surely we can get excited about a night like tonight. It might be a friendly but of course this fixture carries an extra significance whenever these sides meet, especially here at Hamden. And, of course, Scotland could qualify for the Euros this evening. Roger Hanna, what an interesting night that would be if we have to tune in and hang around and wait on the right result coming from Norway and find out that although it's close already, it would be official. Yeah, and listen, we're almost there, Gordon. Not only do we... You know, have won every game. Five games out of five we've won. We've got the best Europe, best qualifying record in Europe. We could be the first team to actually qualify alongside Germany, the hosts, tonight. I just can't see either Norway or Georgia going through the rest of the campaign with a 100% record. If Norway win tonight, I tend to think they will with the likes of Haaland and Odegaard and the team. They then need to keep winning. And that includes a game against Spain and a game against us at Hamden. I just can't see a Hamden. I think we've done the hard part. And now, as you say, we can test ourselves against the elite of world football. England tonight, Spain away, France away next month. Come on, 0141-951-1025. How are you feeling about tonight? Are you confident? Are you 
How certain are you that Steve Clark's side can get a result this evening? What do you think about the Europe qualification? Does that just wait uh, for uh, later? What about the game itself? Who should play? Who shouldn't play? Are you on your way to the game? I love that about a big night in case you can't tell. We are here. We wish we were at Hamden, but we're here. Uh, so if you're on your way to the game tonight, it would be nice uh, to share that build-up with you. Give us a call on the usual number or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's go to our reporter, Andrew McLean, who is there. It will get a bit noisier as the night goes on, Andrew. You're hopefully in for a good night. Yeah, hopefully. I tell you what, I'm feeling patriotic already because I've just had to wrestle back control of our usual desk here at Hamden from some of the English media colleagues that have come up the road. But I tell you what, I won that battle, so hopefully that's a sign of things to come tonight. You're a modern-day William Wallace. (laughs) Oh, yes, I know. Thank you very much. But yeah, look, it's such a big night, isn't it? Both here at Hamden, a game that's loaded with 150 years worth of rivalry, 150 years of international football leading to this game and to this fixture. It's had so many exciting games, so many exciting moments over that period as well. I can actually see across from me in the stand opposite, there's flags that are set out with the numbers 150 in gold that will be displayed by supporters when the players are walking out. Scotland wearing that special edition kit that we all like as well. And there may not be anything on the line tonight, but it still means so much to everyone inside this ground. But of course, all the Scottish supporters here here and watching around the world will have their minds fixed on Oslo as well. We all know that a draw between Norway and Georgia means we seal that Euro 2024 spot. Steve Clark says his full focus is what's happening on the pitch here, but pretty much everyone else, I think, will be multitasking as well. It is a long shot. Look, there's all that talk about whether it will happen or not. It is Norway and Erling Haaland coming up against Georgia, who lost seven one to Spain last time out so you know nobody's banking on it but whether it happens tonight whether it happens further down the line still a huge achievement for Steve Clark and his players who have really recaptured the love of this nation and wouldn't they be even more loved if they could go and get that win tonight as for the team news nothing yet from uh, Scotland I'll get that to you but you know with it being a friendly does Steve Clark make changes or with it being England does Steve Clark go as strong as possible you'd expect England to make some changes strong reports that Aaron Ramsdale is definitely going to start for them over Jordan Pickford who's their undisputed number one so will that be one of many changes or will Gareth Southgate will be looking at the likes of Harry Kane and Jude Bellingham to make the difference against Scotland tonight I'll bring you the team news as soon as I get it come on then until such times as Andrew does that you can suggest your team does Steve Clark make any changes is it about going as strong as possible trying to make some sort of statement win this game it's just a friendly but does that not apply because of the opposition so get all your calls into us please Joe is in Denison how's it going Joe? Hi there panel how are we tonight? Good how are you? you excited? Um, um, you know what yeah I get the same feeling in my stomach every time I watch Scotland play and it's now instead of feeling as sick that I used to feel when I was younger it's now more of butterflies <laughs> that, that, that sounds like an improvement you don't want your team to make you sick, Roger Hanna. It tends to, that tends to be uh, not such a good idea. Well, don't you worry, Joe, because Andrew McLean has proved they can take our lives, but they can never take our desks in the Hamden press box. <laughs> I'd like to thank Andrew McLean for the first one of the night. He's taking England, taking the desk back off the English. I'm sure we'll be taking a bit more off them tonight. Certainly hope so, Joe. How does this one differ then? Because we are, there seems to be a, a confidence and an optimism. How how deserved is that? And to put it, it, yeah, carry on. On you go. To put it in frank terms, England are on the ropes. Um, compared to Scotland, we are flying right now. We're the flying Scotsman. But compared to England, they, they're, they're, I was listening to another radio station today talking about sport, and it was 
the all they've heard talked about is Gareth uh, Southgate out. Gareth Southgate out. There was there, there's not one bit of confidence in that in that English camp from the fans, and I believe down to the players. They're feared about playing Scotland tonight, and so rightly they should be. It's because Scotland are absolutely flying right now. John McGinn's playing out his skin. So I, I can't, I can't, I can see us doing well. This again, this is a setup for us to be playing the elite opposition of what we should be playing in Europe. We are, in a, we are now going to be an established elite, elite European team, which will take us straight into the Euros down the line. And I'll need to, it means I'll need to get another tattoo in my leg if we qualify for the next one. Another? So is that, I, I assume you've done that before. I thought I'd phoned up before after the Serbia game. I had the Serbia result tattooed oh, on my left side. Right. <laughs> that rings, that rings a bell. Oh, unbelievable! Um, maybe you could get Hugh Evans to get one something if it goes to to plan this time. Roger Hanna, um, I'm sure that would raise a bit for cash for kids. But what what about th- this optimism then? Because right, let's go back. So Lee Griffith's day, if you like, yeah. came pretty close, and I don't recall there being a great deal of optimism uh, or excitement. Mark mentions the the win at Wembley. Yeah. Um, a long time ago now, unfortunately. Again, we'd done okay in the first leg. I I don't know if there was that much optimism. You've seen more of these than us. Is it strange to begin with this level of optimism? Yeah, I think it is. And I don't think it's really anything to do with the the strength or otherwise of the England team. It's simply to do with the form of the Scotland side. You know, Scotland never start qualifying campaigns with five straight wins. You, You throw in that one of them was at home to Spain and it just shows the the way it's... Steve Clark has built this squad from, as Joe touches upon, from the last Euros. We went to the last Euros with a young squad, inexperienced at that level of elite competition. And they suffered two really damaging home defeats to Croatia and the Czech Republic in those finals. And Steve Clark said at the time, all we need to do is stick together, build experience, stay together and believe in themselves because he believed in the players. And everything he said back then is coming true now because they do look like one of the stronger teams in the European qualifying campaign. And they will believe it doesn't matter whether it was England coming tonight, whether it was France, whether it was Germany, Italy, whoever. I think Joe, yourself and the other Scotland fans going to the game tonight would feel that optimism because they believe in the team as much as they have believed in any team, I would say, for a quarter of a century. Where is the the line mark between do you know what just embrace this embrace this positivity why shouldn't we be this confident and then acknowledging that even if England are on the ropes in Joe's words they've still got a lot of very very good players of course I I would still think England would be favourites with the bookmakers tonight because of that reason their players even though our players are outstanding they're playing great for us uh, in the national stage um, a lot of them are playing top tier club football But you don't have to look at the England team To see a team full of superstars And I get Maguire isn't playing But he's not playing at Man United You know, the, there's a, a difference in that um, You look at Bellingham you know, <laughs> Where he started at Real Madrid You look at Kane So it's a different level A step up And, you know, England have deserved the tag That they carry about with them For, you know, they're getting to tournament finals And getting to the latter stages of major tournaments So again, a different level So I get the optimisms there because of Spain came along with, with a great group of players and we were terrific. Norway with Haaland going behind and winning the game adds to that. But, you know, we need to approach this with caution, even it, though it is a friendly. But what we have got is an attacking threat, you know, a, a real attacking threat that this England side will be wary of. You know, you've got midfielders like McTominay and McGinn who are playing their trade down south 
and scoring goals here on the national side. They'll be well known to these English players. You know, you've got Adams up front who's been in and around that league for a long time as well. So, you know, we've got real standout players of our own who can affect games now. It's not just about hanging in games. The amount of times I've seen Scotland teams coming up against these bigger nations and we're defending with our life, hoping for a counter-attack. I think this team's different from that now. I think we do carry a threat going forward. I'll tell you what, just a quick glance at the screen. It's extremely busy on the phones and it feels like everyone I can see coming through so far, I can almost see the story uh, developing because Joe's mentioned he's got a tattoo on his leg from the last time we qualified for the Euros. Uh, And I'm now looking at Tony, who is an Aberdeen fan, but it says you live in Bolton, Tony. So you've got the whole uh, geographical thing to worry about. I certainly have, pal, aye, aye. <laughs> you got some um, neighbours that you're going to be uh, well, getting round to I've watch boxed, the game? I've boxed the neighbours off already. We have boxed small teasers and a few cans of lager. Sounds and apologised in advance <laughs> night. for the noise. Oh, it's a good start. And I uh, told them I hope they don't enjoy the game. <laughs> so that's me got clearance to go mental tonight. But no, it's we're in a great place just now. I remember the days of the TV getting rolled out and watching playoffs in Australia and all that carry on. And uh, what Steve's Clark's done is amazing, isn't it? It's absolutely brilliant. It really is. I mean, Tony, does this feel different then? I don't know how long you've lived south of the border. Does it feel like you you, you might get the bragging rights this time after years of, of maybe that not being the case? I really hope so. I've lived abroad most of my life and I've always had English friends and background, but um, I hopefully so. I'm a courier and I've got to go to London tomorrow. Hopefully I get stuck in traffic and I can blast Jess or I can boogie <laughs> down in Brentford tomorrow. Tony's going to be the least so. popular guy in England if, oh, <laughs> if things go to plan, but I, I hope I hope it happens, Tony. Um, Steve Clark's done an amazing job, says Tony. I don't think anyone would disagree um, or if there are people who disagree They're getting fewer in number I would suggest Yeah and he's built the squad Very cleverly um, I was going to say since the last Euros Probably since before the last Euros If you look at the famous picture Of that night of the penalty shootout When we won in Belgrade Look at the players who were there David Marshall obviously But you know the likes of Lee Griffiths was there No longer in the squad Declan Gallagher was a mainstay at the bank No longer in the squad The likes of Callum Patterson I think was involved that night No longer in the squad Ollie McBurney there was a few Guys like that Ollie Burke played a part as well in the early days Griffiths I mentioned And you know the likes of Aaron Hickey Who is a £15 million wing back Playing in the English Premier League every week Has come in Billy Gilmore who was in the fringes for a period of time is now nailed on in that centre midfield with Callum McGregor. Um, the, the team seems to have improved. The further Scott McTominay has got forward in the team, you know, there was a while he was playing at centre-back. don't yep. think he ever convinced anyone, including himself, that he was a centre-back. Moved into the midfield, is now an attacking midfielder with six goals and five qualifiers. Might end up as the top scorer in the European qualifiers. It's incredible. I think Scotland's record for a, a calendar year's seven goals. So he, he could eclipse that tonight if he still gets shooting boots on. John McGinn gets better and better and better. And the job that Steve Clark has done with them all, you notice nobody ever pulls out anymore yep. of a Scotland squad. They do, all go. Do they all play tonight, Mark? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I think Steve Clark, you have to go with what's working for you and almost ride the crest of the wave. Those players, I don't think any of them will be mm. tired. I think, 
you know, a lot of them, although they've got big games for the Cubs coming up at the weekend, but you tell me one player yeah. like Roger saying that would say, ah, oh, listen, Gaffer, I wouldn't mind missing this or coming on for the last 20 minutes. Everyone will want to play. And it, I think and we'll and go with that, the strongest. So is that just a nod to it being England? I picked a random team last night. I can't remember who it was. Say Czech Republic. I think it was Czech Republic. If we played Czech Republic in a friendly tonight, Mm. Would we see a different team to the one that will actually play against England? I think so. Yeah, I think we would. I think Steve Clark would uh, respect for certain club managers, um, and it's just usually the way these international games go. When you get a friendly after a qualifier, that you gave some of the guys a rest. But I think with being England, he knows the expectation that's on the team's shoulders with with the good work they've done in the past, and he'll want to continue that for as long as possible beating England I mean where does that put us it just puts us up another level again even though it is a friendly so um, full strength team for me Gordon I don't I don't envisage there have been any changes unless there was some injuries or unless somebody's carrying a wee knock then he wouldn't risk them of course but if everyone's fit then same again Anyone south of the border, keep an eye out for Tony. He'll be the one annoying everybody tomorrow. Thanks again to Tony. Now, it's not often I get this on the screen that probably is a nod to how big an occasion it is. It's Alana, Samantha and Ruth. Three fans at once. This could be interesting. How's it going? Yeah, it's going good. We're good, doing good, getting there. Getting where? Two-handing? Yes, we're at Prospect Hill Road just now, not far. Not far at all. Coming from where? Lovely. And what are we talking? Is car, supporters, bus, helicopter? What's happening? There's 18 I feel a bit under pressure, Roger, knowing that the full bus is listening. I feel like we I don't know. See when you know know who the audience is mm-hmm. specifically. Um, what are you expecting when you get there? Three 0 We're going to beat them. No I'm bother. Two one. Um, England will score the first half, and we'll come back the second half. As long as Lyndon Dyke scores, that's all that matters. Is he the favourite? Is he? <laughs> Hey, Sammy's eye. <laughs> okay, I won't ask any more. Um, the, I love that. There's a voice. I don't know who's who, but there's a voice of reason somewhere. He says, "I think it will be two one, and it'll be close." Someone else is saying three <laughs> nil. I don't care as long as Lyndon Dyke scores. Eighteen fans on their way from Girvan. Listen, we're, we're all agreed. A, a Girvan, yes, native. Indeed, indeed any. No, 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 are you? Is that where you're from? Yeah. Are you? Of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid to ask if any of them remember me. Yeah, probably I, I not. Think it's they probably, all sound far too young. Yeah, let's not but, go there. Uh, listen. <laughs> I think we're all agreed This Scotland team Is a team On the way up It's trajectory Is heading In the right direction The England team I'm not so sure about Gareth Southgate Has done A phenomenal job With England A World Cup semi-final A European Championship final Another World Cup Quarter final Last time round Although I believe They're still looking for the ball From Harry Kane's penalty Um, He's done a great job But you do Get the feeling that Southgate team has maybe peaked. So let's hope that if they're on a downward trajectory and we're on an upward trajectory, we manage to get past them tonight. And whether it's 2-1, I'd quite happily mm. take it. What's tonight all about then, Alana, Samantha and co? Is it, are you thinking about this Euros qualification that could happen or is it this just all about beating oh, England? We're going to Germany. We're coming down the road. We're doing it. Indeed, I can't, I, can't, I can't argue with that. I mean, what, what is there to say, Mark Wilson? Well, th- th- I think they echo a lot of Scotland fans. Germany is in the mm. forefront of everyone's mind. That, that's any Scotland fan you speak to or you see in social media, we are going to Germany. And by the way, Roger's right, we're in an upward trajectory. I even think a defeat tonight doesn't knock us off that. 
I think it may be a reality check, but I don't think it puts us back any. I cannot remember a time where I would say that as in such an important game. Scotland manager would be under pressure. You know, the media would be after him. I think Steve Clark really has a free hit tonight and he's earned that by himself. Does he though? I wonder because there is, look, there is an increased expectation that we're speaking yeah. about. This is not, oh, look, look, grudgingly, they're much better than us and we'll take what, we'll take what we can get. Th- that's not the mood So I do wonder if it, if that brings its own I, pressure I, Listen I know what you mean But there'll be pressure The next three games are England at home Spain away And France away yeah. Doesn't get much no, tougher than not, that not ideal. But what I will say Before we start these three games Steve Clark has breathed Fresh life Into the national team He has allowed A new generation of supporter To engage With the national team um, I have been in this show Long enough Gordon To remember the days when We hated international fortnight because everyone would just phone about what had happened with Celtic and what had happened with Rangers 10 or 12 days earlier they weren't interested in the Scotland national team and if we did get a call on the show to talk about the Scotland game he would say oh I wouldn't open my curtains to watch him if we're playing in my back garden Steve Clark's finished all that and Steve, kids play too much PlayStation these days that's why we're not producing you, you, <laughs> just you, that argument is getting a all I can give you 10 of them like that that we used to hear on International Fortnite that doesn't happen anymore no. people phone this show because they're engaged with the national mm. team they believe in the national team and all of that is down to Steve Clark and guys like McGinn Robertson McGregor, Tierney, McTominay, etc. Alana, Samantha, Ruth of the bus willing to give us a sing-song to see us off. Why not? Sounds like a good time. Thank you very much. And we're going to take more of your calls. I can't promise they'll be as lively as that one, but we'll hear from you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. He chips in for Marmadee, but he heads it to goal for Scotland. Scotland versus England. Scotland 1, England 0. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. An hour and 15 minutes to kick off at hand in the atmosphere will be building. We won't be far away from finding out Steve Clark and Gareth Southgate starting 11s as well. So keep the calls coming in. It is extremely busy on the phones tonight. Now, there are clearly a couple of reasons for that. Scotland are in a very good place. That's adding to the excitement. And I've got a funny feeling that the opposition is not the same as any other friendly opposition that we could have had tonight. So keep them coming in. Who's been hanging on the longest? Andrew uh, from Armadale, but on your way to Hamden, I think, Andrew? Yep, I'm just stuck in traffic just now trying to get to the game. It'll all be worth it. Who are you with? Uh, I'm with my son, Anthony. He's 11. It's only the second Scotland game that he's going to. Oh, Andrew, here's the thing. Anthony must think that Scotland are always this good, does he? <laughs> I've been trying to explain to him. That he's, <laughs> he was first, you know, his first game that he went to was when we beat Israel and McTominay scored in the last minute. Oh, brilliant. So he's uh, hopefully a good luck charm. I took a mate of mine to that game and it was his first Scotland game, except he was 32 at the time, <laughs> um, but genuinely had never been. And even I had to say to him, look, it's not always this exciting. Um, but that, that's it, Roger. There is, for so long, we referenced it earlier, we did that whole soul-searching thing. But 
Anthony and all his mates and there's a few a generation of Scotland fans now growing up where it's actually quite exciting it's actually quite good we get to tournaments hopefully plural and it is a team full of players that they can run around in the playground and pretend to be yeah um, and that was actually just driving out from Glasgow City Centre out to Clydebank for the show tonight the number of people going to the game and the number of people wearing that that Heritage 150th mm. anniversary Scotland top, um, the, the team and the support have engaged again. And I remember saying it, you know, after Scotland that night, Belgrade when Scotland qualified for the last Euros, and all the excitement that was building then, there are youngsters of Anthony's age, probably even younger, who will now have a connection with the Scotland national team for the rest of their lives. And that's fantastic because there'll be a generation probably aged between Anthony's age of 11 and maybe your pal's age at 32 <laughs> who never had that engagement because the Scotland team wasn't qualifying for, for any finals. We, we very seldom got to a playoff that gave us an opportunity to reach a final. And there was a sort of apathy, there was a disinterest in the Scotland national team for a generation. That is over and I'm always thrilled to hear stories 11-year-old Anthony going to the game. There will be hundreds of 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds really excited about going to watch Scotland tonight and about the prospect, the genuine prospect the Steve Clark's team will get a result tonight. Who's Anthony's favourite player, Andrew? And does it differ from yours? Who, who, are, who are the main men going to be tonight? Uh, probably John McGinn, Scott McTominay. I'd probably the midfield. Good choices, Andrew. I take it you're on board. No, um, yeah, I mean we're both Celtic supporters, so obviously McGregor and Tierney are high up the list. That's the thing, Roger. Like, ask the question now, but I don't necessarily expect even close to one answer. Mark, you look at is the number of them talking like all eleven plus now at the moment yeah. are really doing a good turn. You, who looks at anywhere in that team now and goes, oh no, no, I'm not sure about him. Exactly, there's very few underperformers. That's credit to the players, credit to the manager as well, because the, it really has been an evolution of this side and 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 style and tactics for Steve Clark. Um, we touched on some of the players that representatives previously who are no longer in the squad now, and I guess the emergence is the talents like Gilmore and Hickey, um, even Portis, has kind of put an end to some others' international career. Um, guys that we've seen uh, time and time again and they did a good job for us but they were never going to take us to the next level now the names like Hickey and Robertson Gilmore McGregor who's always been a mainstay but McGinn and McTominay becoming huge stars mm. that the kids today absolutely love um, and you know what you only get there by beating those marquee names as yeah. well so if we're just beating you know who were expected to beat Cyprus and scrape them through against Georgia or what I don't think we'd have that same feeling but when you start beating Denmark and you start beating Spain and Norway away these players quickly become heroes and you beat England <laughs> it elevates them even further here is the team news you have been waiting for Andrew McLean how many changes? For Scotland, zero changes. Steve Clark goes with a team that were 3-0 winners against Cyprus on Friday night. So it means that Angus Gunn starts in goal. It's a back three of Ryan Porteous, Jack Hendry and Kieran Tierney. Aaron Hickey at right wing back. It's Andy Robertson at left wing back. And then in midfield, Billy Gilmore, Callum McGregor, Scott McTominay and John McGinn. And the lone striker is Shea Adams. Substitutes for Scotland, McCrory, Clark, Souter, Dykes, Christie, McKenna. Armstrong, Ferguson, Nisbet, Jack, Patterson, McLean 
and Shankland. As for Gareth Southgate, he has made a few changes to his team. Aaron Ramsdale is the one who gets the nod in goal. The back four, Kyle Walker, Lewis Dunk, Mark Gehi and Kieran Trippier. The midfield three, Declan Rice, Calvin Phillips and Jude Bellingham. And the front three is Phil Foden, Marcus Rashford and Harry Kane. So still a very, very strong England side. And the options they have on the bench, Johnston, Pickford, Chilwell, Henderson, Maguire, Tomori, Saka, Eze, Colwell, Madison, Gallagher, Wilson and Nketiah. Roger, that speaks volumes, doesn't it? I can't imagine there's ever, or there's often a case where an international double header, you, you get an unchanged yeah. team from one game to the next for any reason, never mind when the second game's a friendly. And I think the team has now evolved. You, you, you now know what Scotland's first 11 is, what the first choice 11 is. There is no win. Grant Hanley's got a long term injury. You, you wouldn't necessarily see Grant Hanley coming mm. back in and dislodging Portes or dislodging Jack Henry. This looks to me now to be mm. Steve Clark's first choice go to mm. 11. Yeah, and I wouldn't disagree with that, but at the same time, this, the strength of the squad. You could very easily put Nathan Patterson in it. You could very easily put Scott McKenna in it. You could very easily put Lyndon Dykes in it. Maybe, you know, John Souter, case for others. Um, possibly, but it doesn't surprise me not change the team. I thought the team did well on Friday in Cyprus. They get the job done very efficiently, very professionally. It's almost a sort of an unscotland like performance away from home. But that's what this team is now capable of. And it is a real pat in the back. From the manager mm. that he, Because all the players Would want to play in this game Believe me No one wants to be left out And rested When it's England at Hamden So it's a real feather In the cap of this 11 That they stay in They start the game and England team mark I mean the, From the, the Rice, Bellingham, Rashford Kane, Foden But it sounds yeah. Absolutely formidable On paper doesn't it um, a few changes elsewhere Well it's ridiculous talent England have got uh, You look at even the fullbacks Walker and Trippier Over on the left hand side Trippier Terrific player Set pieces is deadly um, But that midfield uh, Rice and Bellingham You think they combined The amount of transfer fee Between them And then the guy up top Harry Kane You know with Foden and, and Rashford Either side of him uh, It's a scary lineup. But I mean if you're talking Three years ago I'd be a lot more concerned about the way we defend than, than I was tonight. I think we've found a system that's effective defensively. I think Portis, Henry and Tierney have got bags of pace about them as a back three. I think you're going to need that when you come up against these mm. three. Um, and our midfield is as good as I remember coming up against, again, world superstars. So what a test it's going to be for us. Andrew and Anthony, enjoy your night. Hopefully the traffic clears up. What about Brian, who's on the line as well? How's it going, Brian? Yeah, it's going good, thanks. You on your way to the game as well? Yeah, we're just uh, looking for somewhere to park. <laughs> we're nearly there. That could take a while. And who's we? Uh, myself, my son Rory. Brian, I'm seeing, a, I'm seeing a bit of a theme here. Hi to Rory. Uh, how special a time is this for dads to be taking their sons to Scotland games then? Uh, it's, been, it's been great. It's been really good. We've been at all the qualifiers. We've been at, well, but a few even before this qualifier. He has been coming for a wee while. He's uh, he's only known the good times. I, I, I'm on the other hand. I've been uh, I've, I've been watching them for quite a few years, Jenny, and I've seen the uh, all sorts. Uh, uh, everywhere watching the games and. And telling you about all the defeats that we used to get. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Things have changed a bit. Things have changed, and. Um, 
Yeah, Roger, that's the whole point about tonight as well, isn't it? The, the, the rivalry would always be there, but because Scotland are in a good place, it's seen as a a test, you know, to see maybe where we're at. So I go back to that Griffiths game. It, that was more about, you know, in the context of a group. And really, you know, even... Well, we did get a draw, but I don't think anyone took anything else from it other than the moments of euphoria yeah, whereas tonight yeah, you're maybe looking at what can what conclusion can you yeah, draw from the, tonight those two free kicks by Lee Griffiths past Joe Hart were moments of you know fantastic excitement by the support but didn't really take anything out you know out the game a 2-2 draw at home it was probably a disappointment to a lot of Scotland fans the way the game ended the nil-nil at Wembley again the last time in the Euros taking an isolation Good performance, good result, but it was spoiled by the two Hamden games either side. So again, you don't really take the maximum out of it. I think given the build-up of Scotland games prior to this game, expectations are sky high, like, like never before for England coming to town. If Scotland could win this game tonight, Steve Clark's biggest problem is going to be keeping the lid on things. I think, see, even the build-up to this game, Roger's touching on there, I mean, when the group get drawn, we've known about this game for a long time coming up. When the group got drawn, who we were up against, I think a lot of people maybe feared the worst going along to this game tonight. You know, if, if you not started yeah, as well as we yeah. did, and uh, it took a couple of defeats against Norway and Spain, and then maybe they'll cut the emphatic result against Cyprus. And you go into this game a bit downbeat, but everything that's came before it has put everything, everybody in a kind of heightened level of anticipation that. Scotland will go there and there's a chance that they could run over the top of England. Now, I don't think it'll, it'll get to that because we've just rhymed off these names that they're coming up against. But we've certainly got a good chance of going toe-to-toe with England and it's been a long time since we've been able to say that. What or who is the key to getting something tonight, Brian? Uh, I, I've agreed with a lot of the points Mark's made tonight and I, I, I was sort of you know, I had a kind of feeling that we might be able to get some for the game and then I heard the team's been read out there and you just get reminded of the superstars that England got and they're going fairly strong. I don't know that they could be much stronger, to be honest. Uh, so the, the key is going to be the midfield again, isn't it? I mean, we're going to be relying on McGregor, Gilmore, Tomine. Uh, that, that, that's it, really. That's, that's where the kind of... The key to winning this game yeah. is can try and try and control it as he did the last game. Gilmore was excellent the last. Yeah, he was brilliant in the the Wembley game in the Euros. What's the key? What is the key, Roger? What's the what's the weakness of this England team then? Because every well, again we read the you forget you read those names and you think, well, that is a really good team. What why is there the negativity? What doesn't work about it at well, the moment? Listen, the front five are world class. I think if you look behind it, the two centre halves, Lewis Dunk and Mark Guehi, you can get at them. Of course, you can. Um, Calvin Phillips who will sit just in front of them and plays a Jordan Henderson this will be his first minutes for football for club or country this season hasn't been involved for Manchester City at all wasn't involved with England against Ukraine the other mm. night so you know Kieran Trippier I agree with Mark world class player probably as a right back not necessarily as a left back so it'll be interesting to see how this new pairing at centre half in front of a new goalkeeper and behind a holding midfield player who hasn't kicked a ball this season, that would be the area of concern if you were an England fan, which none of the three of us are. Uh, so that area where McGinn and McTominay will patrol, you know, be a boxing midfield with McGregor and Gilmer sitting with McGinn and McTominay in front of them and Che Adams as a lone striker, I, I think they, they could maybe get a bit of joy in there. Yep, I, I have 
to agree with Roger there. The centre of defence for England has been a problem. But not only from a defensive point of view, but when they're in possession as well. And I know Maguire's played a big part in that, but there seems to be uncertainty there. That's where teams get at England. Roger's right to touch on Phillips going in there. Not played a lot of football recently. This seems to be the only place he gets football or any minutes. So that's going to be an area where we've had success in the past against other teams. We need to exploit that tonight. Thank you, Brian and Rory. That takes us on nicely to this. Let me tell you about it. No winner again today on Make Me A Winner. The call went to the five rings, so let's forget about that and move on to tomorrow. We're going to make another call after 3pm tomorrow, which is, of course, Wednesday. Answer within five rings. Say, make me a winner straight away. It is that simple. If you get the call, you could be winning £66,000. But you need to be in the draw. So text YES to 61025. Y-E-S to 61025. The texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. You can also enter at Clyde1.com and online entries are £2 as well. Or you can enter by phoning 0330-880-4523. These are charged at a standard rate and it is over 18s only. All the rules for this network competition are on our website. But if you've entered since Maria won on Friday, you're still in the draw. You don't need to re-enter but to everyone else, get involved. Answer within five rings. Say, make me a winner. Straight away, 66 grand is yours. So text YES to 61025 for your chance to win. He chips in to Marmadi, but he heads it to goal for Scotland. Scotland versus England. Scotland won, England nil. We have passed the one hour to go mark at Hamden. It is getting ever closer. Scotland against England. Amid all the feel-good factors Scotland have got going on the night that Scotland could well qualify for the Euros, but Norway might have other ideas because Haaland and Odegaard start for Norway at home to Georgia. Have we built this up a bit too much because... It can be done, it's possible and therefore we've spoken about it a lot. What What is the likelihood that Norway and Georgia actually draw tonight? Um, you would fancy Norway strongly. Georgia will be shattered having lost seven at home to Spain at the weekend. Um, Norway will... They, they know they're in the last chance alone. They cannot drop another point in qualifying. It all starts for them tonight. I don't think they have any chance of qualifying but they will have to cling to the hope that the most remarkable recovery begins tonight and they can beat Georgia. No chance. No. Yeah, to burst everybody's mm. bubble. You've got the big hitters out there for Norway and Georgia. They've got the superstar um, of their own, but you need a lot Who's more that? than that. What's his name again? Who's that? Big, um, the big man. Big, Cara, starts with a K. Big K. <laughs> um, but no, I remember we watched the first game as well. Was yeah, it over in yeah, Georgia yeah, yeah. against Norway in, in a draw that night? And it looked like uh, Norway were lucky at times to get away with that. Um, so Georgia can cause problems but when you're coming off the back of a seven defeat Gordon I've been there as a player and a manager uh, it's not easy to get the next result I was there when he came I over know, as a I manager I knew you were going to say that that's why you looked at him there <laughs> just off camera he gave you the eyes set you up nicely <laughs> I just wondered what was, what was coming I should have known uh, let's bring in Danny who oh is another one Danny is in Manchester is that right Danny? 
Uh, indeed, yeah, I'm in Manchester, but I'm Scottish through and through. <laughs> Good, the accent's doing it for us. I can tell straight away. Are you going to be uh, giving your neighbours a bit of a bit of stick yeah. if things go to plan? Well, I've been giving a, I've been giving a lot of stick at work, so the grace. I hope we win the night because I've got to face them all again tomorrow. Um, I, I, I want to say I, I'm 57. When I was 16 year old, I was at the cele- 100 year celebration game at Hamden with my best mate uh, Tommy. I'm a Celtic fan, he's a Rangers fan. Six years old, we went to that game and England beat us 5 0 that, uh, that February night. And I'll never forget it because it was snowing and we ended up getting so bored we threw snowballs at like the Allen Ball and Allen Clark. And, and I'll never, that really did happen, right? The, the game was a non event in the fact that we had good players, but the difference now, 50 years on, the, the greatest thing for me tonight is I'm. We have really, we've got a team there. We've got a, a team that's got the ability, got, got the passion and the heart that we can beat England tonight. And this is, I'm listening to other radio stations today when I'm at work. I'm listening to these English guys I work with. But the difference is we have got the ability. We, we're on a great run. Stevie Clark's got a great momentum going. We should be confident in beating them tonight. And this... There shouldn't be any negative about Scotland. We, we're, we're going to win tonight. I know that we're going to win. Certainly hope so. Um, I mean, Roger, it depends. Does the the sort of the occasion, if you like, to, what do you think that means to England as well? How much how much will they be wanting to avoid defeat? Again, more than usual in a friendly. Yeah, do you think they, it does. They, think they it has will. the same. They, they rightly or wrongly, they have been under scrutiny since that weekend draw against Ukraine. Um, they had to come from behind to get a point. They they should qualify. Um, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I think in their group tonight, the Ukraine play Italy. So one of the main rivals again is going to drop points in that section. So they, they will qualify. But I think it, it's just the style in which they've been playing. I think a lot of the English media seem dissatisfied about. And there does seem to be a sort of undercurrent of unhappiness um, among a lot of England fans, a lot of England media that you didn't detect before when we played them. We certainly didn't detect it when we played them in the last Euros at Wembley. Didn't detect it when they came up to Hamden for that 2-2 game six years ago when Harry Kane scored at the death. So I think they will be determined to get a result tonight to basically keep the critics and the sceptics off their backs. I think the shoe's on the other foot in terms of pressure, Gordon, what we're used to. And in respect to the manager, Steve Clark, I said he's got a free hit. Maybe not so much a free hit, but he's certainly not under any pressure. But I think if Gareth Southgate loses this one tonight, then the pressure intensifies. I think he's in the last chance zone. He's had a couple of tournaments where they've went deep into. Um, but there are people out there and a lot of people who think England should have won at least one of those. And, you know, he, he may be fortunate to, to go into another tournament. Um, and if the if the form isn't doesn't pick up, then you can see... Um, you know, Southgate probably losing his job and the English FA going for somewhere else. And this would just add to it. A defeat against Scotland isn't the same as a defeat against, you know, if they were playing France tonight or if they were playing, I don't know, even Norway in a friendly. It's not the same. If you get beat against Scotland, it's a black mark against your name. Um, and I think he, he would feel the pressure intensifying on him if that happens. So he'll be taking it hugely serious tonight. I know he's made some changes, but when you look through his squad, he's kept... The, the match winners in there Foden's back in he's a match winner Rashford 
He would start if it's a World Cup game tomorrow. Rashford would start. Bellingham so might, would Kane. Might be on his way so to would Bellingham. One of the yep. best players in the world. Really. So you look through those key areas in the team and the full back areas. You've got Walker. He's picked the guys he can rely on because he wants a result. Which Bellingham f- five goals in four games for Real Madrid. What a start! Bad, eh? is it? You can't argue with that. Very likable as well, isn't he? You know, this yeah. is supposed to be all you know about the rivalry and all this sort of stuff, but no, I don't like it. Just got no, to admit it. Not uh, thanks, Danny. That takes us up to time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish Sun.co.uk/football. Why not set yourself up for hopefully the first of two big victories tonight? Beat the Pundit is here. You have to call before 7 o'clock. So if you fancy the challenge, now is the time to do it. 0141 951 1025. He chips in to Marmadi, Madi heads it to goal for Scotland. Scotland versus England. Scotland 1, England 0. Kick off fast approaching at Hamden We will go live there in the next few moments To get a flavour of the atmosphere And of course plenty more time for your calls I've enjoyed this feel of tonight It's just people going to the games With their kids or with their pals On the supporters buses Talking about how much they're looking forward to it The mood of optimism around It's just a a good friendly build up We'll see how long that lasts. So get in touch. If there's anything else you want to add, we would love to have it. If you're off to the game, we might be pushing it. You'll be getting into the stadium, but give us a call. If you have any memories that you want to share, you'll be watching it on TV. What about the team? Is that is it? Was it right to go unchanged? And how strong is that England team to face as well? Because yes, Scotland are doing well, um, but you know can't overlook some of the strength that uh, England possessed tonight. So get in touch with all your thoughts and we will play this first. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, Beat the Pundit time. Roger Hanna, you are the Beat the Pundit king and in your absence, your colleagues did well. Five out of five last week. Excellent. Clean sweep, they did all right. Thanks. Uh, they did not badly. I at didn't take all. part in that. No. <laughs> Thanks uh, anyway. I mean, Daz won twice. I think he did. Aye. Did he? Uh, I Jeez. was here in support of him. That is a that is a, a bad standard. He did win twice. <laughs> apparently, I'll tell you what. He's not as supportive of you as supportive of you. You should have heard his critique of your performance at the Masters. What was he saying? Oh, he was. He was just saying he, he can't believe you made it as a footballer, basically. <laughs> Says you'd run about really? like a headless chicken looking busy. Uh, uh, oh, he was he was really scathing, though, worse than usual. Listen, I wouldn't take any notice for a guy that managed at his level. Uh, what I would do if I was you, get, Thursday night, I want you to wear the medal in here. I'll bring it in. I'll bring it in. Wear Roger, it in did, he, did you hear about that? Did, far from travels. Did news, yeah. did news of the Masters victory reach Mexico <laughs> when you were on holiday? I'll, I'll, I'm sure there's a Mexican Celtic I, supporters club. I was uh, I was aware of the result, mm-hmm. yes. Yep. News travels. The- Dad's ever playing the 10 and 6s back in the day? Oh, no, I wouldn't have got invited to He that. was delighted with himself. Well, you know what, he works on jokes for like a week in advance before uh, executing them. He opened last night's show by saying, I mean, Andy Halliday, you used to play for Hearts. I thought you would have got a call. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bad by his standards, I must admit. But yeah, wear the medal in. Yeah, if you I can. will. That, that would be good. Mm-hmm. And Roger, I must admit, it, it took a while for people to notice. Don't get me wrong, I don't want you getting carried away. But last night in particular, a lot of concerned messages for your well-being. Oh. So you, you were just on holiday. Yes. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. You're back. You. Yes. Get a tan on him. Yeah. He's looking a bit bronzed. Ah, beautiful. Right, okay then. <laughs> uh, 
Let's introduce tonight's Beat the Pundit contestant Peter, how's it going? Hi, fine, Roger Have you ever <laughs> No more, Jim Good start Have you ever played before, Peter? No, I haven't, no No, how'd you do at home? I'm doing no bad Good, I like that Although last night's contestant said the same And was not good Not good at all <laughs> Not past everything Anyway, uh, I'll toss the coin, Peter If it's heads, it's Roger Hanna Minus one, despite being on holiday For the last couple of weeks uh, And if it's tails, it's oh. Mark Wilson Masters champion Thanks Full tail uh, Full tail <laughs> It is tails Mark Wilson up against Peter and me and Good luck Pedro Here, Mark. Right give Mark some greatest hits radio to listen to So that he can't hear us Wait, he, I'm being fair He needs to turn that up Because I can still he hear still you still hear me Aye Turn Mark Aye. Wilson's headphones up please Perfect Sound controller There we go Right 30 seconds on the clock Peter And your time starts now who was the manager the last time Scotland men's team beat England? Oh, and Craig Brown. In what year did Scottish fans invade the Wembley pitch and break the crossbar? 1981. Who was the last Scottish player to score two goals against England in a single game? Griffiths. True or false, Steve Clark got a better win percentage than Gareth Southgate. True. Who was the last English player to score two goals against Scotland in a single game? Who famously did keepy uppies during the game when Scotland became unofficial world champions in 1967? Jim, Jim Baxter. Okay, let's bring Mark Wilson back. Mark, can you hear us? Yeah. What's up with you? Did you listen to any of that or were you just listening to music? I was just listening to Tina Turner. <laughs> That's the first I've ever seen that. Like the other does, contestant. Does the other pundit usually take their headphones take their off? Heads and listen? Off. But I turned to Roger to kind of get a gauge of he how things were going, if he's got he's just no one needs head about Tina Turner He likes to listen live Why wouldn't you listen? Well, I just listen live And sort of play along in my own head That's weird Ready? <laughs> okay 30 seconds starts now Right Who was the manager the last time The Scotland men's team beat England? Oh Craig Brown In what year did Scottish fans Invade the Wembley pitch And break the crossbar? 67 Who was the last Scottish player To score two goals against England In a single game? Griffiths True or false Steve Clark has a better win percentage Than Gareth Southgate uh, true Who was the last English player To score two goals Against Scotland In a single game Kane mm, Who famously did Keepy uppies During the game When Scotland became on a f- And named the only Player in the current Scotland squad Who scored against England Oh Three McGinn. Two One yeah. Okay Peter How do you think it went Oh Robertson <laughs> Oh no <laughs> You be quiet Sorry you'll Sorry get, Peter You'll get your chance Peter He'll get his cards Sorry How do you think it went Peter Oh, he got the same one Ryan had that, so I think it's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty close. Um, Craig Brown was the manager, Wembley 1999. You both got it. Roger, breaking of the crossbar. 77. 77. I, you know, my dad was there as well. Yeah, there we go. Um, Lee Griffiths, last player to score two in the single game. You both sort of fell for it as well. And maybe, maybe this is a little sign of the mindset. Scotland are good and they're doing well. But Gareth Southgate's got a better yeah, win percentage. Yeah. They very rarely lose games, especially not qualification games. So um, 62.4% for Gareth Southgate, 52 for Steve Clark. So you're all getting carried away. Um, the last English player to score two goals against Scotland in a single game. If I gave you more time, Peter, would you get it now? Um, no, I wouldn't. It was Paul Scholes. Yeah. It was the... Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. at the body of the game. There you <laughs> go, typical. I thought yeah. we were Ooh, in the Celtic Park game. Yeah. Oh, you might be right, actually. Oh. Did he get it to? 
Doesn't well, none of Not you got sure. it right anyway. Sure. Maybe because it's a friendly we've raised. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, who famously did the keepy uppies? It was Jim Baxter. Well done, you both got it. So we're level on three all. <sighs> Here's the thing, Peter. He got one more question than you, right? Yeah. And the question was name the only player in the current <sighs> Scotland squad to score against England. Now, if only his boss <laughs> for the charity that he works for was the answer to this <sighs> question, Andy. Robertson Celtic Park You come in here Every night Wearing the tracksuit Showing it off to everyone You've not got it on I had it on As well When I took off P45 is in the post Wilson Sorry Gaffer Luckily for you He's probably busy And I don't Uh, think He'll be be listening He'll be tied up Unless they've got us on In the He'll watch the 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 I'm sure he does He never misses it Apparently So uh, I'm just not getting that There we go (laughs) Right What What, is that tiebreaker It is a tiebreaker Right Okay, terrible uh, Right, what I'm going to do is Going to read the question I'll get Mark to write it down I'll then invite you to give me your attempt, Peter, okay? No problem Question Before tonight, how many games have Scotland won against England? Mark Wilson In the history of the fixture How many games have Scotland men's team won against England? Write it down please, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up Okay, and Peter? 27 27 says Peter Mark Wilson says 15 I know we've been bad But we're not that bad It is 41 Well done to you Peter The yeah. same ball Is on its way to Hamilton Good man Yes cheers. Well done Peter What would you have gone Good for, work Roger? Peter I actually went a wee bit higher I actually Good went mark. 58 You would have been amazed You know that way that your you, Both of you your, your old sparring partner in here Mr DL mm. You know if he gets He gets a bit lazy on the job because he's he's, used, <laughs> yeah, he's used to being next to you on here, or he's used to be next to you. But if he's got like a new pundit alongside him, he tries to oh, he tries up, to act up, tries to he? show off. Aye. He was reading out all these stats <laughs> about Scotland and England games last night. I think to impress Andy Halliday, um, and he had the number of wins that Scotland had right. in the fixture. He was he was banging form last night. <laughs> he's just texting. Is he listening? Me. Is he? Aye, but I can't. Like I can't read. <laughs> on a Tuesday night, let me see. I'll try and um, I'll try and paraphrase. Um, I, uh, yeah I mm. don't know why Yeah Very good Yep Rhymes with brick For anyone that's paying attention Moving on quickly 01419511025 <laughs> Is he calling me that? Or the caller Peter? Presumably you Why, why would it be? I don't know I just What's After Peter, Peter hung up <laughs> He texts me Got Thanks work. Thanks for listening since, since we're on the subject of stats Four defeats in a row Ah, for me, Are I, know. Serious? I know. Are you serious? I'm having a nightmare, Roger. When you were away, it all four went wrong. defeats in a row. <laughs> I must be bottom of the table. Yeah? Oh. And all of them are tiebreakers. I think no, no, two of them are tiebreakers. Horrific, really, really uh, bad, really yeah. bad. I must bad say. form. I'd be sacked if this was the football in world. Yes. That was a manager. I would have been sacked be. after four days. Andy Robertson is listening. You will be. I know, let's I know. hear from both. We're about to bring in Andy, but let's hear from both. Managers starting with the home boss, of course, Steve Clark. It will be a competitive friendly if you can have such a thing. We try to take out of this game what we need to take out of it. So I've got some things that I want to see on the pitch, uh, testing ourselves against top opposition, which we're going to we're going to come across more often in the next twelve eighteen months. And of course, the opposition manager Gareth Southgate. As you work for longer, you get more experiences together. You you go through big nights together, successes, disappointments. 
So they'll have grown through that. The individual players have got more experience of big matches and they've got the confidence from some big results and, you know, especially strong here at Hamden. I, I really like the the formation of the team, the tactics, the individual players. I think it's uh, uh, a, a very good job that, uh, that Steve and John have done. Uh, let's bring in Andy, who's in Hamilton. How's it going, Andy? Not bad at all. Good evening, panel. How are you? All good here. Good to have you involved, Andy. Uh, what, what are you thinking about tonight, then? Well, Clark, I think, brought his uh, strongest 11 out. And obviously, the midfield's about the four strongest players that we have. But I'm a wee bit disappointed in that he's not put Ferguson on, maybe for a full game, or at least for a full second half or first half. And for the simple fact is, if one of our four midfielders get injured... Elwood brings on McLean, which is a decent fit. But maybe Ferguson might be a better fit with his style of play now that he plays in Italy. And also, he's improved leaps and bounds since he's been in Italy, and I think he's scored about two or three goals already this season. So he might be a better fit if one of the four boys get injured. Mm. What does the panel think of that? Listen, it's very difficult to criticise the selection decisions of Steve Clark, Andy. Um, Lewis Ferguson's done terrifically well, one of those goals against Juventus a week or two back for Bologna. He couldn't have asked for any more from his career in Italy. He is pushing these midfield players very hard. But as you said yourself at the start of the call, it's one of Scotland's areas of strength. That midfield box, Gilmer and McGregor with McGinn and McTominay just ahead. McTominay's got six goals and five qualifiers. John McGinn now, I think, has as many goals for Scotland as either Ali McCoyst or Kenny Miller. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very difficult to John, oust... He's just behind. He's just behind. Don't don't you like? Don't take it away from Kenny Miller just yet. Oh, is he? He was begging for that one to be chopped off the other night. I think. Oh, we can revisit this at ten past yeah. eight. Hopefully, <laughs> hat trick tonight, maybe. Indeed, but listen, Lewis Ferguson done really, really well. It is difficult to take issue with the team selection. I like yeah. Ferguson. I really like yep. Ferguson. I've always kind of liked him, even before he went to Italy. Uh, his career's you know, going one way. Um, I would like to see him involved more, but Roger is right. Uh, and, and Andy's right as well with those four players we've got in there. Very hard to displace him. Is he better than McLean? Well, Steve Clark is loyal to certain players who, Kenny McLean, when he comes on, he, mm. he tends to, you know, tick along quite nicely. So. Do you think this might, so it's not going to start like a friendly? Sometimes do they end like a friendly? Is yeah. that sometimes where the clue is? Yeah, well, just hearing Steve Clark there saying he wants to see certain things on the pitch um, that might come useful uh, in in the months to come kind of alludes to that for me anyway, that he knows what he's going to get for the starting 11. He knows they know the system uh, and and how to defend and attack uh, within that system. But he probably doesn't know, like Andy's point, uh, players that are on his bench who don't get a lot of minutes. I think you might see them at the latter stages of the game this evening. He might even tweak things to change the system a bit to see if that's an option going forward against good players, not just against the lesser nations that sometimes we face in these friendlies. So I expect there'll be changes. How long that will be into the game, who knows. I I do think a lot of us sometimes are sentimental when it comes to handing out Scotland caps. Oh, let's get two or three Mm. of these guys off the bench. Scotland were 3-0 up on Friday. Yeah, in Lanaka, after half an hour, but, but Andy, Steve Clark yeah. didn't even empty his bench on Friday night to give guys caps. Mm. I don't think he's got a sentimental bone in his body. Does Andy not make will... a good point though when it comes to someone like Lewis Ferguson? Well, he, listen, he does make a good point, but that's not how Steve Clark operates. Steve Clark has 
fought really hard to get to this position, five straight wins at the start of a qualification campaign, and he wants to stick with the guys who have got him there. He believes that is the strength, almost a kind of continuity of selection, if you like, rather than chopping and changing things. And he will make substitutions later in the game, but listen, don't be surprised if it's the ones you've seen before, Andy, you know, if it is. Yeah. Kenny McLean for Billy Gilmer. If it is, Lyndon Dykes for Che Adams. If it is, potentially Ryan Christie for the last few minutes for either McTominay or McGinn. That's the kind of changes he'll make. Um, it, it's clearly not going to be the kind of manager who's going to hand out caps willy-nilly. Andy, how confident should Scotland be tonight or are people getting carried away? No, I reckon they, I reckon they could win 2-1, 3-1 tonight. I'm confident they can win 2-1 or 3-1. But my point on Lewis Gregerson again is, why don't... I mean, the point you made, they were 3-0 up and they never brought him on. They could have brought him on for the second half to see what he could do. And then if one of the players, the strongest four that we've got in the midfield gets injured or has a second yellow card where they can't play the next game, he has more of a choice to maybe either play McLean or Ferguson in that spot. Remember Andy he sees him in training, you know, so I'm pretty certain that Steve Clark will have a fair judgment on Lewis Ferguson just now and what he can and what he can't do in the system. But I agree with you, I would like to see Ferguson get a chance, uh, more of a chance uh, when the opportunity allows. Um mm-hmm. but Steve Clark would have seen him plenty of games playing for his club, seen him first hand, so you know, I'm I know not, matches not, are different. I mean, I'm not denying it. The, the, the four midfielders that we've got are the strongest four midfielders because um, we've got two defensive midfielders and two that will attack. And they are the four best midfielders. What, I, what I'm worried about is if one of them gets injured or they get a second yellow card with they out the next game, we have more of an option than maybe just McLean. Because McLean might be injured at the time um, as well, so he might not be able to play. So then he's got a new boy going into that four where... He's fresh into the four instead of mm. maybe playing a couple of games where he's had a couple of games with other boys. I love it that we're, for, we're forward planning for the Euros. That's all it is. Andy's coming from a good place. Um, Roger, I wonder how it was actually Gareth Southgate that mentioned it there, um, you know, about the way this Scotland squad has sort of grown together. And I wonder how important that that is that all of a sudden it has kind of it's kind of sneaked up on us. You look at the caps totals now yeah. compared to. Uh, a, a while ago I think um, I think I read something In the Athletic earlier Where they had sort of Counted them all up So it was Take Billy Gilmore Was uncapped obviously Before Steve Clark came in He's up at 19 now Andy Robertson Your gaffer The guy that you know The one that scored I said, wasn't it? <laughs> 29 caps When Steve Clark took over He's in 65 yeah. now uh, John McGinn was in 12 He's up at 57 Scott McTominay was in 7 Up at 42 And you can do that for loads Adams yeah. was uncapped Dykes was uncapped so they've grown together, haven't they? Yeah, and I think did Callum McGregor go past Graham Sunnis and Billy Bremner tonight? Is that to 55 tonight, yep. Yeah, so I mean, they have, and that, that was the point. You know, when we lost the opening game, I think that was the Czech Republic game um, at the Euros, and then lost to Croatia. That Croatian side, I think Luka Modric was winning something like his 120th yeah. cap, and Brozovic, and all of those guys, you know, right the way through that squad, who were hardened international players with experience in mm. major finals. Scotland didn't have that at the last Euros. Scotland does have that now. You know, so many of these Hall of Fame players, Robertson, McGinn, McGregor, by the time we get to the finals next year, McTominay will probably be at 50 caps, you would imagine as well. Um, so it, it's 
it's learning on the job, if you like, Gordon. It's growing together and it's coming together the way Steve Clark actually predicted it would come yep. together, which is a credit to the manager. Yeah, I think it's uh, Hendry and Adams when they're 25th tonight. So it's a nice landmark for them. So on we go, edging closer to kick off. We'll get a full time teaser for these guys next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. He chips in to Marmadi, but he heads it to goal for Scotland. Scotland versus England. Scotland won, England nil. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 20 minutes away from kick-off at Hamden, Scotland against England. A huge friendly. Of course, that's what it is. But if you could handpick a friendly that's got more significance than others, it would be this one. And of course, it is the night Scotland could qualify for the Euros. But we need to hope that Norway and Georgia draw uh, their game tonight, which might be uh, a tough ask. But we'll see. We'll see as the night goes on. We'll go back to Hamden very soon. A wonderful teaser, this for you Roger I hope you've been studying on that holiday of yours yeah. to Mexico yeah. uh, because you're going to need you're going to need something uh, for this because it's of a high standard and it's obviously the theme for tonight in case you, you can't see where we're going the crazy pony says can you name 10 surnames that have been shared by a Scotland international and an England international from the past 20 years can you show your working um, and the names must have the exact same spelling. So 10 surnames shared by a Scotland men's player and an England men's player from the past 20 years. Good question. Oh, I great like, question. I like I. None. Adams. Tony Adams, Shea Adams. Not in the last 20 years, I oh, think you've... Oh, that's a sore one. Tony Adams would have missed that out, won't he? That's got a nap. Yeah, you thought you had one, didn't you? 20 years, so... Uh, he have been a, uh, okay. 20 Adams in the 90s, wasn't it? Late 80s, 90s. Went to World Cup 98, didn't he? But I don't. Did he go to Euro? I don't remember him at Euro 2000. 2004. Anyway. I, no, I don't remember him. <laughs> 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 how, how many more times do you want me to say no? I don't know. Just enough so I can think of something else. Mm. The thing is, like, see when you read through them, like, some of them, like, obviously, I've got the answers, but um, yeah, there's a bit more. Some of them are actually a bit more. Obvious if that's the right word. But. Mm -hmm. It's expecting more for you, Roger. I, I must say, at this stage, how many margaritas did you have? <laughs> on this is one of these where once we get going, once we get a wee head of steam, we'll be good at this. <laughs> oh God, start us off! It's incredible. I mean, honestly, the feedback you get on this show. I've had a message from my mother during the break to say I like Roger Hannah's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the haircut. Uh, before I went Surely holiday, you don't a, get a, a haircut. Because if Gordon DL was here to hear that comment, he'd be saying, no, he's not got many of them left. What do you ask for? The usual. Exactly. What is that? Is that a four at the sides and the back and just thin out whatever's left in the top? Surely you don't ask them to thin it. You don't. Well, you know why I'd be saying that. Tidy it Anyway, right. Thank you, Mrs. Duncan. Very kind of you. Name's not Duncan. Let's not open that can of worms. That's not stalled as enough. Um, oh. Okay, good. Don't worry about this. Don't panic. Well, Gordon's gone quiet because he's obviously waiting for an answer. I, I so, think could, that would be ideal. Let's go back to Hamden. 
<laughs> Unplanned Andrew McLean Filling up nicely I would imagine Oh that'll be the England players Finishing the warm up Yeah it is And I mean the England fans already Have been singing God save the king So you can imagine How that has been going down With the Scotland fans as well It's actually the England team That's being read out Over the tannoy At the moment So every single name being met with boos by the Scotland supporters. I was watching actually as the two sets of players went out for their pre-match walk as they do onto the pitch and it actually started out like a bit of a school disco really. The Scotland players on one side, the England players on the other. They weren't even looking at each other but slowly they started to wander over and have those conversations because so many of these players know each other from club level. Even the likes of Jack Hendry and Jordan Henderson who are now teammates at Al Etifak as well. But all that goes out the window tonight. The England players booed as I say you know as they return for their warm up um, by the Scotland fans that was by the way not the players but then extra cheers for the Scotland players as they made their way out onto the pitch for their warm up and then back into the tunnel as well and no wonder just because of the run this Scotland team are on and you can hear the cheers around me for the Scotland players that are just being read over the tannoy at the moment because there is so much love for this team and what Steve Clark has done with these players over the years and many of these supporters here they're expecting Scotland to worry England tonight a lot of them are expecting Scotland to get a result tonight because that is just the feeling around the national team at the moment 150 years of rivalry built into this game as I said there will be a display in the north stand across from me it'll be a big 1-5-0 for 150 and underneath it says years of history rivalry and passion and it sums up this game perfectly but as we've said all eyes will also be on phones people checking the wraps to see what's happening in Oslo between Norway and Georgia as well it's going to be a very interesting night and we're only just getting started here at Hamden oh it sounds good I must admit it does I'm looking forward to going along after the show I'll miss the first first bit of the game hopefully Scotland are two up by then I take it you're going to meet Daz I'm sure he'll he'll be there you wouldn't miss it, would he? Oh, Big fan of international football, oh, isn't he? I thought he'd have missed that. You, you'd have loved it last night, trying to piece together his riddle. We were speaking about previous experiences of going to Scotland-England games. And he said that he went to one once. And Charlie Nicholas played in it. And it was sometime between 1980 and 1990. It was something like that. That was about all he could give us. Nothing else about the game. Mm-hmm. It won't surprise you. If he's looked it up, you can uh, send us a message. But yeah, look, it's um, it sounds like it's building up nicely, Mark. Well, the atmosphere sounds like anything but a friendly there, and that's what we expected. I mean, the these games don't come around that often, and when we've got a team playing the way we are, then our fans are obviously going to be in, in fine voice going into it. So I would have loved to have been there tonight. It'll be a great atmosphere but to start with, but it can only continue if the players produce on the pitch. Um, but again, going back to it, the talent we've got in our squad, the current mm. form comes into it as well. <laughs> See, whatever you're doing, can you stop it? Because I just looked at the stream. I know, I did there. Was I, was scratching, <laughs> I was scratching my knuckle. It wasn't Sorry. great. That's all I'm going to say. It's a family <laughs> show. Just bear in mind that you are on I camera. Getting, I was getting excited there about the Scotland game. <laughs> I know we're good, right? <laughs> hey, we're not that good. It's a big, uh, big occasion. Um, yeah, <laughs> moving on swiftly. Sorry. W- 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 Tactically, Roger, yeah. right? You know, Scotland would... I don't know, historically, traditionally, or certainly in the last game against England and the ones before that, you'd be looking for a containment job and yeah. sort of sitting off the game. And there's no shame in that, but I wonder if wonder you know, wonder if Steve Clark will try and dominate the ball, will try and, you know, use Billy Gilmore and, and Callum McGregor and, and, and you know, try and impose ourselves on it. 
I think we're better placed now to play that game. It was containment. You remember Wembley, remember Stephen O'Donnell and Jack Grealish? Yeah. And, and, and that, you know, that really summed that game up, if you like. But I think Scotland now, we are more confident as a team to be on the front foot, to have the ball as opposed to, you know, be without the ball. So uh, I think Steve Glant will probably just watch mm. the opening few minutes, see how it goes and adapt from there. But, you know, wh whether he chooses to sit back, whether he tries to take the game to England, I think we can do both now, Gordon. Yeah, because Mark, actually that night, I mean, that was the Euros, it was competitive, it was at Wembley, we were arguably not, well, we weren't in as good a place now as well then. I just looked it up out of curiosity because I don't remember it being that bad. It was only 60-40 possession that night. You know, it wasn't wasn't like a proper backs-to-the-wall job from Scotland. I just wonder how how tonight you see it sort of panning out. Well, we're a better base, uh, better possession-based side now, no doubt about it. I think even when you look at our back three, uh, how comfortable they are on the ball, um, and you look at the middle, the heart of our team, the midfield uh, that Andy was just chatting about there, all really comfortable, can take the ball in tight situations. Even our fullbacks, our, our fullbacks, stroke wingbacks, aren't just those who get into a wide area and flip the ball in the box time and time again. They look to construct something uh, with a bit of thought behind it. And then, you know, you look at Adams, he's not really your typical target man, is he? That Lyndon Dykes is, that you would launch balls to and you hope he batters about the centre half and knocks things down. He's got a bit mm. more... He's a bit more refined than that. So I think it will be a possession-based game. I think we're good enough to handle that. But it's a test against a step up. When you play against these players, they're not good on the ball, Bellingham and Rice and Kane, mm -hmm. just that. They're very good at pressing. So it's a test for our players to come under that kind of scrutiny yeah. if we can handle it. I suppose at the same time though, Roger, it is a test and it is a step up, but not necessarily from Spain. No. You, you wouldn't no. say so. And, and I, I didn't notice Scotland playing that differently that night, you know, than than you normally would. The Scotland players won't be overawed in the slightest. Andy Robertson, who once scored against England, mm. uh, <laughs> yep. you know, he won't be overawed by taking on guys that he takes on every other week in the English Premier League. Likewise, Scott McTominay, likewise, John McGinn, Jay Adams. You can go right the way, Kieran Tierney, you can get through the team. So, man for man, they won't feel inferior to the England team that they're taking on tonight. They will believe that they can get a result because, you know, John McGinn will have had results against Declan Rice, I'm quite sure, down there in England. I'm quite sure Che Adams will have scored goals against Lewis Duncan, Mark Guehe in the past. So the players themselves, as they're coming out tonight, they will believe, yeah. same as so many of our callers have, have stated tonight, Gordon, that a result is well within our grasp. How important is that, do you think, Mark? Because there was probably a time round about we met, we've had Kenny Miller on the show scored that brilliant goal at Wembley there might have been one or two in that squad who genuinely you know looked at the England players as guys off match of the day but it's yeah. not really like that anymore Un undoubtedly they would have I, I know that for a fact you know going back um, you know my time of playing if I'd came up against an England side who let's be honest they're superstars compared to our, our, most of your guys um, and they have been throughout the years but you're right now, when you look at Tierney Piney's trade in Spain and you look at Hickey and Gilmore and McGregor and all these guys who are at the top of their game, um, it's not that big a jump now. And and that's about... It might be in terms of financially and transfer fees. That's where the big jump comes in. But that, that kind of goes out the window when you're faced with them on the pitch. I think your players are, are right to puff their chest out and, and think, no, listen, I'm every bit as good 
is a Bellingham mm. or a Rice if you're McGinn or you're McTominay and now's the time to show it in front of your home fans at Hamden right quickly come on there are 10 surnames shared by Scotland and England we're, internationals we're in the past 20 years <laughs> go for are it we, uh, Phillips yes Matt yes. Calvin okay right I'll let you take it for here Roger now on the bench for England tonight that Newcastle striker Callum Wilson yep would there be a Wilson capped for Scotland in the last 20 years you fool what a, what a night you're having. You missed your boss and you Danny Wilson yourself. was good. Danny and Mark Wilson. Right, any more? Quick, quick, quick. Uh, Gallagher, we mentioned him earlier on. Declan Gallagher and Connor Gallagher yep. who's on the bench for England today. One more, let's guess. Um, I'm thinking back Scotland-England games. 3-2 at Wembley. Ricky Lambert scored for England. Paul Lambert for Scotland. Well done and kick off at Hamden is next. give you goosebumps 40 odd thousand Scotland fans singing the national anthem and to top it off what a tribute in the middle of the pitch a massive banner that said there's only one Craig Brown remembering the former Scotland manager who sadly passed away earlier on this year the Scotland supporters in full voice for that one there was also God Save the King before that I'll be perfectly honest you couldn't really hear it because the Scotland fans were drowning it out but that is because of this rivalry 150 years of history of memorable moments for all generations and they'll be flooding back to the mines to the thousands here and beyond because of this game tonight of course it was all kicked off by that 0-0 draw at Hamilton Crescent in 1872 in Scotland's biggest win on English soil a 5-1 victory in 1928 or the two Jim Baxter goals to win Scotland the home championships in 1963 beating the then world champions to become the unofficial world champions in 1967 the invasion of the Wembley pitch in 1977 and then more recently those two Lee Griffiths free kicks here at Hamden that a lot of the younger generation will certainly remember and then of course that brilliant 0-0 win we had at the Euros against England in 2021 but look it may only be a friendly tonight but it's a 150 year heritage match and a win would be an incredible moment for these Scotland fans to remember for a long long time yet the atmosphere has been building up there was that TIFO across from me that was displaying the 150 years of rivalry of passion just what this game means not only to both these sets of supporters but the impact 
that that game 150 years ago had on international football and football as a whole. That's the only reason why we're all here today. It is quite incredible when you think about it. And then, of course, remember that Scotland could qualify for Euro 2024 tonight. Norway and Georgia need to draw. Norway at home with Erling Haaland and Morten Odegaard. It's going to be a long shot, but you never know. But just before kick-off, very fittingly, we are going to observe a minute's silence for the late Craig Brown. And what a contrast, because that was about as loud as I've ever heard the national anthem at Hamden. Roger Hanna, and it'll now fall silent uh, to remember an absolute legend of our game. Yeah, um, Scottish football lost a legend, sadly, through the summer in Craig Brown, the last Scotland manager to defeat England, 99 at Wembley, at Don Hutchison goal. Um, the last Scotland manager to lead the national team to two major finals, Euro 96, France 98, and Craig will be looking down tonight. No one will be happier than he if Steve Clark can emulate those achievements. Almost showtime, Andrew. Yeah, unfortunately, the minute's silence wasn't impeccably observed by a section of those England supporters who in turn were booed by the Scotland fans, but every single Scotland fan in here remembers fondly Craig Brown. And now we turn our attentions to the football tonight. We're looking forward to it. You look at that England team, yes, they have some world-class stars, the likes of Harry Kane, the likes of Jude Bellingham. But look, we've got players that inspire this crowd and these Scotland fans. John McGinn, Scott McTominay, Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney. This Scotland team are inspiring a generation and what it would mean to the 40-odd thousand and those beyond if Scotland could get that result tonight and maybe, just maybe, qualify for Euro 2024 at the same time. Kick-off at Hamden. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scotland Updates with Moyer and Sweeney Litigation, the top team for your defence. It's a friendly in name, Roger Hanna, but listened to that atmosphere. I've been at the National Stadium many times. Uh, it has its faults for sure. Yeah. People are quick to pick up on them, but when the occasion is there, that place can rock. It certainly can, and the Tartan Army in full voice clearly before the game, they will back their players for 90 minutes. And they believe. Yep, must be some occasion there for the players hearing that. I mean, they're used to it in some of the big games, but I think that had an extra special ring to it. We saw the national anthems there, some close-ups of some of the supporters. A friendly. I don't think they're taking it as a friendly because you saw the passion within them. So, but it, the performance has to come to the players to match that atmosphere to keep it going for ninety minutes. Yeah, early stages. Now, it was already an interesting tactical insight. Scotland let England have it at the back, uh, and in fact, Scotland have got some defending to do. But it goes through to Angus Gunn, and the flag is up. Scotland let England have it at the back, Mark. It slowed down to almost walking pace, but then there was a trigger when it went to I think the the right centre back for England, and Scotland players, you know, launched forward, tried to win it back. Actually, got it wrong. Uh, and England sort of showed how quickly they can get up the other end of the pitch. Well, Roger and I touched on that that's the weakest part of England's defence at the back, and I touched on it in possession, they're particularly weak, so Steve Clark obviously recognises that and wait for the trigger, but when I say they're weak, they're still good players. They can still play round about you, and it just showed on that occasion that three passes and they're up the other yeah. side. So this is, the, this is the level of opposition we're coming up against that we, we, we don't want to get carried away. We want to be optimistic, but we want to be realistic at the same time. Yeah, because by contrast, Angus Gunn then tried to just go long from the goal kick. Roger, it goes out for a throw-in. So it's going to be 
An interesting tactical battle this one You can already see a bit of space for England When they spread it across the pitch Yeah and they've got it across A couple of times to Kyle Walker He of course scored that equaliser away to Ukraine Corner And they qualified at the weekend He is a great attacking weapon for England Down that side And he'll keep Andy Robertson busy I would imagine this evening yeah, your gaffer will have to try and do the same the other way. It was a good race. I mean, no one's really quicker than Kyle Walker, are they? But Reminds you, me a bit of myself, Gordon, and my the I had the Masters on Saturday. Uh, you, I wasn't tripping yeah. over the carpet, but it was uh, he's some player, is he? Kyle Walker. Yeah, that, that was a bit like you and um and uh, <laughs> Derek Ryerton. Derek Ryerton. That's <laughs> right. how, how, how bad was this carpet? Tell us again. Ah, it, was, it, was it was a few issues, but nothing that we can handle. For Saturday night, Saturday night viewing on the telly, Mrs. Duncan. Real footballers just deal with it. Let me tell you. Uh, corner to England, Jude Bellingham and John McGinn doing a little bit of a hand holding. Referee tells them off. Um, it's going to be quite a battle in there. The strip's look magnificent. Yeah, I know we spoke about it a lot, but it's looking oh, great. It's a training ground move. It's through to Declan Rice at the back. He just lofts it back in. Angus Gunn comes, clears everyone out, but that looked like it was effective from England for sure. And Declan Rice had a world of time at the back post and it's been a, a, a kind of nervy start from Scotland. I think England look like they're enjoying it so far because the game at the weekend, Ukraine, you know, very defensive and their set-up, England had to go and break them down, whereas Scotland, you know, the emphasis is on Scotland as well to go out there and actually open up and try and play a bit and England will exploit that. They've got pace, they've got creativity, you see Kane in the early stages dropping really deep as well sometimes, so they've got a wee bit of everything in there. Yeah, Scotland not really got their foot in the ball yet, Roger, three and a half gone. No, and Angus gone off his line a couple of times to, to hold the ball, one punch as well after after Rice returned that corner. So Scotland on the back foot in these early, inside four minutes still in the game, and Steve Clunker wanted them to get a, a bit more of the ball in mm. England territory. Uh, and it's it's not easy, Mark. That's you know it goes up to Shea Adams, and luckily the second ball does fall Scotland's way. But if it's going to be a long ball, and it's nice, nice nutmeg on Jude Bellingham from Aaron Hickey, I like that. Yeah, well, listen. Sometimes you've got to give credit to the opposition team. England pressed particularly well there, shut off all options to Portis. But you know there is that option, Adams and Scotland. As long as they're there to get the knockdowns or get in around that area to pick it up, like McGregor, then we'll do all right. It's going to be a bit. Tidier though, doesn't it? I mean, there she Adams could have really should have just kept the ball, didn't manage yeah. to free kick to England in their own half. It's another one to add to Aaron Hickey's show reel, isn't it? Did he not cement Cristiano Ronaldo at the start of last season, one of his yeah, last games yeah. for Manchester United, and Hickey's first game for Brentford? Now he's not made the £105 million Real Madrid man. Yeah, how are you doing on this teaser? We're approaching the end of the show, so well. we're looking for 10 surnames shared by a Scotland and men's, Scotland and England men's international in 20 I'll years. Right, Roger, when he lumbers up this way. Gallagher. Declan and Connor Phillips Matt and Calvin Danny Wilson Mark Wilson Callum Wilson <laughs> Thanks uh, Paul and Ricky Lambert What about Thompson? Alan no. w- One cap for England No, 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 no. no. Stephen for Scotland No mm, Apparently not mm. Oh. Mm. I was going to give you Maguire Harry Maguire Chris Maguire Nope Oh, Brown oh, Scott no. Brown and Wes Brown Yes Oh well good done. shout Roger You'd redeem oh, yourself Oh sorry sorry Stephen Thompson Alan Thompson is on there My apologies Oh what about yeah, um, Hold on Scotland will be uh, hoping uh, For a flag here But I don't think it comes And actually Ooh I thought that was going to be A goal kick But it's a corner to England Sorry As you were um, What about Campbell Saul Campbell And Alan Campbell Alan Fraser ah. And Saul Well done Okay Great. Keep going Roger um, Keep Carry on Smith 
Alan Smith of Leeds and Man United and Jamie Smith. How good is he? He's just... How would you know all the answers? I know, I know. You were struggling. You know, usually I see Gordon Dale fidget about his, his phone. phone. It's funny that, that phone's yeah. not even moved. I know. Uh, right. He's fidgeting because I'm normally texting him. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a corner to England. We know Kieran Trippier's delivery is good uh, and it's not on this occasion. Uh, well defended. I suppose that was the old... Um, What's the phrase I'm looking for that's dropped out of my head? Zonal marking. Uh, and then as it comes back in, Tierney, uh, Hickey, sorry, feels like he has to put it out for a corner. It's probably the right thing, Mark. It's hard, yeah. but you don't know who's oh, behind you. I mean, that was one of my worst ones when I was a full-back, defending that back post for a second phase, ball into the back. You don't know who's coming in. So Hickey does the right thing there. But England started very brightly, and we could just be doing with getting our foot on the ball yeah. and having five or six passes getting... Everybody involved. Yeah, absolutely. Barely had possession yet for Scotland. It's not been a vintage uh, start. As Foden's delivery is a good one this time and it's headed over the top harmlessly in the end. Um, We've got a big enough squad now to deal with that sort of threat, haven't we? Well, when you look at the back three, I, I know Tierney's not the biggest, but he can certainly spring. You look at McTominay and Adams and guys like that. We've got a big enough squad. Scotland have made heavy weather of this start to the game and they've given it away trying to play out England look really bang at it you have to say fair play to them um, yeah any questions that, how much it meant to this England team I think have been answered in the first seven minutes they are well up for it um, and I think is that Aaron Hickey down for a little bit Tierney, Tierney. Tierney is down he, he could maybe do be staying down for 30 seconds whether yeah. he needs to or not well, referee didn't give anything there Mark I think Kyle Walker clearly knees him in the, in the back the back was it? Yeah. the base of the spine I saw one Kieran Tierney doesn't stay down usually if it's uh, it's not uh, really needed but he's back up now so yeah look you have to give credit to the opposition in occasions like this they've got the ball they're moving yeah. it quick they're okay. moving it forward right give me two more in the teaser then and we'll go what about Taylor nope oh, oh I was going to say dear, that one dear. Quick, 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 quick. Do you clues? Yeah, go for it. I'll give you the first names. Craig and James. You played with the Craig. Beatty. Oh, Beatty. Yeah. The last one James is... James get a cap for the, England. The last one is brutal. Brutal because there is, a, there is a player by this name who gets called up to Scotland at the moment, mm -hmm. but he's not been capped yet. But someone with the exact same name was capped in 2012... And even England one's tough. Anderson? No. Is it Liam and Stephen Kelly? Liam and Martin Kelly. Martin Kelly, that's what I mean. The boy used to play with Palace. How tough Love is that? <laughs> what? I know, it's over my head, that. Right, Scotland nil, England nil, with eight and a half gone. Hopefully, it's a famous end to the night, but it has been a tough start. England definitely on top. Hopefully, Scotland can get a foothold. Hopefully, they can win tonight. And hopefully, a draw between Norway and Georgia... And it is Germany all aboard. We're looking forward to the rest of the night. Whatever happens tonight, we'll look back on it tomorrow evening. So make sure you're here with us at six o'clock. And in the meantime, you can stay right there because Callum Gallagher is up next. <laughs> <laughs>